Hey y'all, so what's happened since? Hmm, a lot. I actually prepared this early and tried to get this out for you guys on Tuesday, but I swear it just feels like the bad forces of the universe are trying to get me to leave this podcast behind. Um, I didn't feel well, then I've been more tired than usual over the last couple of days, but I'm just determined to get this out, so here goes. I'm titling this podcast Layers on Layers on Layers because this, everything in here is just like an onion. And I am only peeling back the first one or two layers, but there's so much more here um, under each story, under the spotlight, even the things I want to discuss. I just feel like this is just so, um, so just compacted with a lot of stuff. Um... So I hope you guys enjoy, and unfortunately, there are some things that I don't even care to discuss, but it's what's happening in the world. Um, the ex-U.S. gymnastics doctor, Lawrence Nassar, was sentenced last week. Um, as most of you guys know, he got 175 years in prison, which still feels like it's not enough time, the punishment isn't strong enough, but... Um, the judge did her part in sentencing him for sure and the brave women who came forward to testify and read statements my heart just goes out to them and I hope they just feel encouraged and loved and you know whoever just needed to hear from them to be encouraged to say something on their own behalf whatever their story is I just hope that people receive this in a positive way so we can combat it and as well as more people come forward if they choose to do so but like i said layers on layers on layers um since this has happened the u.s gymnastics board's remaining members were forced to resign um based on the way they were handling the sexual abuse case i don't want to use the word scandal but um the united states olympic committee felt it was best that they all resign and pressured them to do so although they really should have done it themselves like you really think that you should still hold your board seat absolutely not that's just ridiculous like you are not the right person for this job um also in the wake of all of this i did not know he was employed by michigan state university but he was, and since then, the university's president has resigned as well because they're investigating how much the school knew and when. So this is just really building. Um, he might have been brought to justice, but the accountability train is definitely still going, and I only wonder what else is going to happen as a result of this. Moving right along to other things I don't really care to discuss, but will the State of the Union. Um, this wasn't actually my original plan, obviously. I was going to encourage you guys to all watch it. But as it is late in me posting, um, I decided to discuss it as well. Um, I did watch it. I mentioned before, I don't think 45 should be in the White House. But he is. And I thought about a discussion I had with some friends about a book with a title that just turns me off and how important it is to read those books as well. And so I decided to watch it. You know, even if you don't agree or don't like something, we should still be 
informed. And a lot of times we're, you know, in discussions with people. So it helps to have a counter, it helps for your counter argument if you're, if you're well informed of what the opposition's going to say. So I did watch it. And of course, I was upset while watching it. He unfortunately um, has the ability and does um, to influence so many people with his negativity and biases and all our falsehoods, but we can't stay in the dark. If we're going to bring people out of their ignorance, we must be prepared um, with what they're going to say, so we have to watch. So even if you didn't watch it, um, I'm just going to encourage you to go to YouTube or news sites um or what have you and just try to get some snippets of it because it might have been ridiculous but you know he's spewing these things out there in the world so we just all want to be abreast of what he's saying on to things i do want to discuss van jones news commentator author and former special advisor to president obama for green jobs has his own show on cnn um it premiered on saturday night the van jones show and his first interview was with jay-z and by now you know of course what if i responded to some of his comments not even going there um but anyway I can't wait to um, see more interviews. I'm really excited for him. Um, I like watching him, so I'm excited. Can't wait. And on Sunday, the Grammys aired. I am not a big awards show person. I used to be, but as I've gotten older, I found them to be boring and um, the upsets are just ridiculous. So I don't tend to watch anymore. But... This year's red carpet and show had some great moments. I'm glad I tuned in. I even got my caption of Blue Ivy telling her parents to start clapping, liked by Nicole Kane. Um, if you don't know who she is, she started out as a celebrity entertainment blogger, Nicole Bitchy, um, and she later launched Exo Nicole, a lifestyle site. And recently it was bought by Will Packer Media. So a big woohoo for her and for me. Um, and up next is the spotlight. And I just wanted to remind the audience that the only thing more frightening than watching a black man be honest in America is being an honest black man in America. Sorry for the interruption. Please continue. This is going to be a solo spotlight for my sister friend, Charlene Chen. I'm bad at remembering when I meet people, but I've known Charlene since my days as a member and leader of the National Black Women's Society here in Boston. Charlene was then a member of our leadership team and when I took the helm with co-director Michaela Thompson in 2013, which definitely seems like a lifetime ago. Much has changed since our days in the organization, and Charlene has since started C. Chen Solutions, using her expertise to provide social media insight for both businesses and creatives. C. Chen Solutions is a platform that gives businesses the opportunity to connect with creatives who can take their firm to the next level, in addition to being a resource for those looking for tips and opportunities to connect with those companies. Prior to C-Chin Solutions, Charlene used her blog and other outlets to give social media tips to those looking to make their brand more visible. I know if you guys follow me on social media, you probably feel like I don't do much, but the little bit that I do do definitely is influenced by Charlene. Um, I had no idea how to use hashtags as a promotional tool, and 
there's other little things that I hope you guys notice that I do definitely because of her sound advice. So if you're in Boston, I want to encourage you to come learn from Charlene on March 10th at the Croc Center here in Dorchester. She will be co-hosting the Why Women of Color Need to Stick Together meetup led by the Mode Design founder, Tawana Flores, detailing how social media can help women of color stick together and empower each other along their journeys. I'm sure it's going to be a great day. I'll be there. So it's an opportunity to meet me too, live and in person. Um, if you're not in Boston, definitely check out her vlog, The Life of Shar on YouTube. Um, with her short clips, she lets you into her life as a young professional, daughter, sister, and friend. You don't want to miss out on her ventures. I'm telling you, subscribe now. You never know what you're going to get. You might get a little nugget to set you up for a lifetime. Um, definitely bishops and pastors were mad late on telling us about this shift that's coming. She had us preparing super early back in 2017, back in the fall. Um, so we're all taking 2018 by storm, and you should too. And the best way for you to make sure you do that is if you subscribe to her blog, The Life of Shar. And that's it for the spotlight. So get ready for all things I want to discuss. The Life of Shar blog. I said this in my Instagram story the other day that more movements, less announcements. I'm not giving people warnings anymore. I'm not seeking approval anymore. I'm just going for it. I'm just going to do it. And you're just going to see the end result after that. And you're probably going to say, Oh, sure, I didn't know more. Yeah. Oh, why didn't you? Time to be sitting here giving you synopsis of what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do it, and then that's it. So. I'm back for all things I want to discuss. Don't forget to check out Charlene's vlog on YouTube. I hope you guys like the little snippet I provided for you. Um, she definitely has some good posts out there. Now... Moving right along. Kim Kardashian. I don't want to discuss it, so this is what I'm going to tell you. I blame Kanye. And you should definitely check out Jess Hilarious's, um video about the braids. I don't agree with everything she's saying there, but I thought it was hilarious. So that's all I'm going to say about that. What is more important is microwave boiled eggs. Yes, you heard me correctly. Peapod Grocery Delivery is out here showing people how to boil eggs in a microwave. What is this nonsense? What is the world coming to that you can't put a pot on the stove and put some eggs in there? It is really not that hard. You don't even have to wait for the water to boil before you can put the eggs in there. Actually, you shouldn't. All you have to do is put the pot on the stove with the water in it, put your eggs in there, I personally like to cover my eggs. I don't really know if that's, um, you have to do that. But, like, obviously you should put a lot of water in there so most of the egg is covered. But I cover completely. Um, at any rate, like I said, you don't have to wait for it to boil. So you just drop the eggs in there. Um, the longer you wait, the harder the yolk will be. 
Definitely don't do any more than 20 minutes because that's when the uh, out of yolk of the egg starts to turn green. Wow, that just came out really messed up. But what I'm trying to say is if you wait longer than 20 minutes, the outer edges of the yolk will be green. And that's when you know your eggs are overcooked. So less than 20 minutes, people. If you do it about eight minutes and they're soft boiled, eh, but whatever. Maybe some of you guys like that. So I don't want to dish your food choices. But there you go. Between eight and 20 minutes, you should be good. You don't have to put food in the microwave. Stop trying to take the easy way out for everything. Omarosa going to the White House. Well, excuse me, not to the White House, but going from the White House to Celebrity Big Brother. Who are her people? I swear I could do a better job. This move just makes no sense. All right, no sense whatsoever. I don't know if she's doing this to connect to the common man and woman, but it's not the right move from her. This is a big fail no matter how you look at it. She does not have good people in her corner who are looking out for her best interests. There's just no other way to look at this. It doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter how you receive. You do not go from the White House to a show like Celebrity Big Brother. If you're going to do a reality show, you should be on there as a guest host, not as a participant. Not as a participant. Guest host only. Unless it's like some show that like gives to charity or something. Maybe they do that in Celebrity Big Brother. I don't know. But definitely not the type of show that has a camera watching your every move and you live with random people. That's just not the vibe you want to go with you started out high now you're coming down low celebrity big brother is not like dancing with the stars you know a show that started out for c and d list stars but now everybody wants that horrendous disco ball that's not what celebrity big brother is so like i said i would probably be a better brand manager so if anybody knows amorosa holla at your girl holla at this girl and let's see what happens I'm going to wish her the best of luck on Celebrity Apprentice. Celebrity Apprentice. Haha. On Celebrity Big Brother. But I'm definitely not rooting for her. Um, It is what it is. Good luck with that. Yeah, and I know you guys are like, but you just wish her good luck. It's good luck in a facetious way, all right? Don't get it twisted. Ronda Rousey. Going to WrestleMania. Hmm. I don't know if this move makes sense. I would have preferred for her to have for her to have one more good fight before something like this. I think her confidence is just shook, and I'm sure I would be the same way. Um, I didn't think she was prepared for her last fight. I definitely thought she was going to lose. I think it was too soon, and I just took one look at Amanda Nunes and was like, "Yeah, that's gonna be an ass whooping right out the gate." Sorry, it is what it is, and that's exactly what happened. If I were her, I would act as sick. Like, we all would have known it was a joke, or not real, not really a joke. We all would have known it was a lie, but at least we would have understood. So, I'm going to wish her the best of luck, but a real best of luck, because you know she almost made it to the black team, especially with her grand- her great-grandfather being black, but you know we ain't claiming you with two back-to-back losses. She's probably the first person black people are going to insist that the one-drop rule is wrong, um, so yeah, good luck, because I want to see you back in the UFC ring, and I'm excited to see what happens with your career, I will probably even watch a WrestleMania fight, just to see you, um, but come back, if you want, so choosing, I will definitely watch and support you, good luck, the Black 
panther purple carpet. Everyone looks so beautiful. I cannot wait to see this movie. I am super excited. I am trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. Yes, I am planning in advance. I have no idea. I said that I was going to wear a ball gown, but of course I'm not going to do that. But still, I want to wear something special. Um, It's going to be a great night. We should have our own red carpet here in Boston. I'm probably asking for too much, and people will be just so over the top. But it would still be so much fun. Um, I asked my father if they had any cloth from Zimbabwe at his house, and he wrote me back and said no, and asked if I would go to Zimbabwe, and I said, yeah, okay, sure, but I really needed that cloth for two weeks for the movie, um, well, it's not really a movie premiere, but for the movie here in Boston. (laughs) So demanding. I really am just a bit much. But anyway, he didn't have it, so I'm kind of out in the cold with that. We'll see what I do. I don't know. Um, I'll figure something out. And yes, I responded that casually about going to Zimbabwe for the first time. Honestly, not because I'm not excited, because I am, but because, you know, some people, they just are who they are and they don't change. So we'll see what happens. Um, And I'm pretty sure I'll write a podcast about it. Anyway, we're right along. Uh, next up is the Chandelier recap. Honestly, uh, I don't think I have too much to say. I say that, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to speak forever. I was actually uh, really surprised that Grey's Anatomy just layered on so much stuff. Hence the title. It really came from Chandelier, and I was like, this is crazy. Everything is just going on from all sides, all angles. Um, I was completely wrong about the drunken driver, or I shouldn't say the drunken driver. I was completely wrong about who ran over Joe's husband. It was a drunken driver. (laughs) Such karma. And then he turned around and basically killed himself with that fall. That's what he gets. Anyway, like I said, the layers on that show were really good. And the fact that they centered, centered it around April was even better. Um, I know for religious folk, sometimes we feel like, where is God in our situations? And it's normal. We're human, we're flawed, and we're going to feel abandoned at times, especially when things aren't going our way. So I just felt like this episode is really good, and I'm looking to see where they take this storyline for her. I'm a little worried about her sleeping with that doctor. You know, when we make rash decisions, there are repercussions. So... I just hope it's nothing too drastic. Like, maybe it won't be a big deal, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were. Um, Like I said, Grey's definitely tackled a lot in this episode. The domestic violence, the police violence, human biases. It just was jam-packed with stuff. So I'm really proud of Grey's for going there and being realistic, but also providing perspective and insight for their audience. Um, Real life doesn't go that way, but I felt like they handled their responsibility to the audience really, really well. Um, The episode was pretty heavy, uh, so it didn't really leave me much to speculate for the next episode. Oh, besides the previews, though, I hope all goes well with Miranda. But I'm also wondering, is this why Ben is leaving? Dun, dun, dun. Scandal. Hmm. I'm actually surprised the writing is still keeping me entertained. Yeah, I know it was only the second episode, but I really just don't have high hopes for the show anymore. Uh, I hope Joe Morton is winning awards because 
he really needs to be. You know, I told you guys, I don't watch awards. I don't know if he is or isn't. But he is pretty much carrying the show. Actually, I feel like he carries the show every time he's on. He just steals every scene, just does so well. I get excited every time I see him. Anyway, back to this episode. I had no idea that the purple dinosaur was really a camera. I don't remember it from the last half of the first of the season. Uh, so I definitely thought he was just playing a smart man, going senile very well. I was so lost. I had no idea what was going on until he noticed that it was moved. And then I was like, oh, now I get it. Um, yeah, I, I've never had any issue with him i know you guys can tell i get super excited when i talk about him but honestly watching his character on the show i haven't really felt like god i really hate this guy and i know that sounds crazy because he's pulled all types of crazy stunts but he's always done it trying to be a good dad and i just feel like olivia rarely sees it don't get me wrong he's done some heinous things and killing fitz's kid definitely was wrong as an innocent child, definitely not justifiable. But it's like that thing, that's like the one thing that keeps you reserved about him. It's the thing that's just like, ugh, you can't really come back from this. But everything else is just, he just sucks you in and brings you in and makes you want to like him, at least me anyway. As a black adult and a daughter living in America, I feel like I just really get him. I get both my parents actually. Him more than the mother. Mother's, uh, whatever, anyway. But yeah, so let's just get back to this episode. I really think, or, I really think he deserves whatever awards are out there for him to get. Um, and he definitely humbled Quinsome. Like, she was about to get on her high horse, and he was like, oh no, girl, I killed my friend for you. Which is tough, because you could tell he was building a relationship with that guy. He literally has, like, no one. This is really sad. Like, a powerful person brought down and really just has... No one. I need him to get someone. I need Olivia to get her shit together. That's what I need. And where was Quinn when he was fighting Charlie? Like, she heard nothing? This next episode, she better come busting in there, helping Papa Pope, because he definitely helped her ass, even though Liv, ugh, exposing her as a no-good friend, which I think he did that shit on purpose, because all of a sudden, they're walking near the vent to talk. He definitely did that so Quinn could hear what type of woman she was. But hey, I am mad at her. You got to play the game. You got to play the game. Oh, that camera, back to the dinosaur. Like, how is that the only camera in the house? That just doesn't really add up to me if you're really trying to watch somebody. But hey, whatever. I don't know. Um, I hope next week isn't a snooze fest. I don't know how long or how well they can really do an hour-long intervention based on her. I don't think it's going to be that good, but we'll see. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. I doubt it, but you never know. How to get away with murder. Hmm. What did I think? See, this is what happens when you wait so long to record. Like, I do write stuff, but I still get lost in what I'm going to say because it's been so long in this episode since this episode aired. And tonight will be the new stuff. So I'm just probably more excited for that than anything else. When will Connor and Oliver break up for good? I'm sorry, but them as a couple is like watching paint on a wall dry. Because you know the relationship is just going downhill. So it's like not even exciting to watch. I, I don't know. It's hanging on by the thinnest of threads. Why? Because they really don't. There's nothing keeping them together. Nothing but the drama. Which is just stupid. You can't really. There's only so much you can base a relationship 
on drama in real life. So just imagine what they're doing on television. Like how mu- how much drama can they really write to keep this struggling couple together? I feel like they just really need to just let it go. Just let it go already. And Nate's dad. What? That was such a surprise. I really wonder why he didn't mention his dad. And not in a way like, hey, guys, look into this case. But not even like, oh, you guys are looking into old cases. Have you come any across anything strange or try to steer them away? Or even be like, you know, I really don't want to talk about this. So if you see his case, just put it back. Like, I thought that was so weird. I'm sure the storyline is going to be like he allegedly killed his mom or some other family member, but I'm definitely here for all of this unfolding. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm actually excited to see him interact on the screen. I recognize the actor. I don't know his name. Yeah, I should have looked it up, but I didn't. At any rate, I'm ready to see how he interacts with the cast and with Nate and to just see what happens. Um, Other family drama, Laurel's mom. I'm over their family drama. Um, I don't know what she's going to add to it, to be quite honest. I just want Wes to walk back in and be like, I'm that baby's peppy. And take his baby and leave. Because this storyline just sucks too. I'm sorry. They got crazy personal family drama and the family crazy. They just need to handle it on their own time. And Bonnie. Karma is finally coming back to kick her in the ass. I'm sorry. You cannot be lukewarm. Either you forgive people or you don't. You can't be out here playing games. And now her games are getting her caught up. And this is why she is going to probably get killed. Or probably not. They'll probably keep her on. But at any rate, she might... She might get killed, or they might try to act like they're in a killer and keep her. But you can't be acting like you want to bring Annalise down every five minutes and then acting like you love her and want to be a part of the team and whatever their weird relationship is. But it's a mess. It's just causing all type of drama, so we'll see what happens there. She's on a kill list now anyway, so maybe she'll survive, maybe she won't survive. Let's see. And it looks like we lost Tegan. I was excited for her to be on the show. You have another powerful black woman on the screen. But she told Michaela she can't contact her anymore. So I feel like this means she has to go away. <sighs> and what does this mean for Michaela and her job? Like, you just out here with no job now? Don't you need this as a law student? Not don't you need this. I was about to tell y'all something. But anyway, um, she needs this. She needs this placement. So I guess this means that everybody's just going to be back to working for Annalise. She might as well just get ready to start calling herself Annalise and Associates again. Hire these young kids when they graduate. And then they can go off and start their own little businesses. Because clearly them working for other people isn't working out. Even for Oliver. He don't even, he's not even a lawyer. But whatever. He can't get away either. Poor Connor. He's just going to be some paralegal until he get his mind right. But that's okay. You never know. He might come back to the law profession and want to be a good, what do you call it, public defender or something. So... We'll see how this all unfolds. Um, yeah, I think that's all I want to say about the show. I don't remember what's happening next week. Oh, her mom. That was all that's happening next week. So or next week. Haha. <laughs> that's all that's happening today. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, wasn't overly excited. Oh, Nate's dad. I am excited for that. All right. So Nate's dad and Laurel's mom. That's what's on the list. We shall see. So I am going to wrap this up with a quote from Lady O. Oprah, for those of you who don't know, since her birthday was Monday, I feel like that is quite fitting. I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast and have a great Thursday. God can dream a bigger dream for me, for you, than you could ever dream for yourself. When you've worked as hard and done as much and strived 
and tried and given and pled and bargained and hoped. Surrender. When you have done all that you can do and there's nothing left for you to do, give it up. Give it up to that thing that is greater than yourself and let it then become a part of the flow. And I have never wanted anything as badly, as hard, as much as the color purple. And the wanting of it and then the surrendering of it is what taught me how to live in a space of letting go. You can dream this much, but God has a bigger dream. That the color purple is then setting you up for the national Oprah Winfrey show. I didn't know that at the time. So when I ask, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do this? The bigger question is, what would you, God, the universe, have me do?